0: What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into the 125th episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane. Tonight, I just wanted to start this show off with thanking each and every one of you who listened to this podcast, man. Uh, I'm extremely thankful. I know my two co-hosts, D Lane and DG... They're thankful as well, man, and we really appreciate all the support uh, from each and every state, man, across the country that is tuned into this podcast. We are extremely, extremely thankful for each and every one of you. So, with that being said, if you could, hop over there to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your daily podcasts and listen to us, and uh, just give us a rating, critique the show, whatever. Um, We really appreciate it. We want to hear your feedback, because you guys are the ones that make this thing go. So... Uh, With that being said, tonight I wanted to talk about two big things, Uh, the first one being the LSU Tigers and Coach Brian Kelly. What in the hell is going on in Baton Rouge, man? Uh, It seems like a whirlwind of emotions down there right now. The fan base is hot. Uh, the, The press conferences are getting hot. What did Brian Kelly get himself into, man? Uh, seems like an unlikable guy right now down there. So I want to talk about that. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe relax a little bit, LSU fans, but we'll get into that here in just a second. And then I wanted to talk about my top five teams in the country right now. And uh, one team that I just really, I'm not a believer in, man. I'm not a believer in. They're sitting there in that top ten in the polls and the AP poll that come out and everything and uh, and I got five teams that I really like I know one of one of those teams you might think is overrated but I'm going to tell you why they're not overrated on, on this episode right here so uh, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network going to show them all their love and appreciation and then we're going to dive right into it so here we go thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here Man, 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 man. Welcome in, everybody. And what in the hell is going on in Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Mm, Sunday night, you're in the Superdome, and you lose a heartbreaker to the Florida State Seminoles, 24-23. to 23. Florida State blocks the extra point to walk it off. What a game. What a game it was. What a thriller. What a thriller we had. All right, what a great week one of college football, right? First thing I want to say is, Coach Kelly, why didn't you go for two, big dog? Why didn't you go for two? You're in your own backyard. right? You've had kicking problems. You've had special team problems all night. Why didn't you go for two? End it. A whip route. All right? A pick play. Give me something. Give me something. Your special teams had been shit all night. Give me something. That's the first thing I... I, I really didn't like. But, LSU fans, let's calm down here for a second, okay? Let's calm down here for a second. You've got a damn good football coach, okay? Look, I know you started off the season uh, with a loss, and, and a loss to Florida State at that. But, everything seems so bad right now. Right? You're making it way worse than what it actually is. you got to look at this thing that Coach Brian Kelly inherited. It wasn't good. It was actually a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster fire. Let's be honest. LSU football last year was a dumpster fire. Hell, you played a bowl game with thirty nine players on scholarship. That's not good. You got drummed by Kansas State, but hey, I respect the piss out of you because you actually played the game. Could have sat out like a like you know this soft ass generation that we're in, uh, but you didn't. You went and you went and played a football game. You battled. You had a wide receiver playing quarterback. And then you hire Brian Kelly and he comes in here and you got to go through the transfer portal and get all these cats and, and you're trying to put together a football team. And a lot of you laughed at me when I said they weren't going to win more than six games. And, and that was with me giving you a Florida State victory. I said, hey, they're not going to win more than six games. It's not going to happen. They just don't have the dudes this year. They don't, and it's going to take time. And I look at these LSU fans, man, and don't get me wrong. Hey, these LSU fans, they're passionate. I absolutely love them. I'm an Auburn fan, but LSU, uh, if you've never been to Tiger Stadium at night on a Saturday night, man, it is something you need to experience, okay? They're rowdy. They love their freaking team, And, and I love them for that. I love them for that. We have listeners in in the state of Louisiana, and we love them for that, man. LSU is passionate about their about their football team, but I want to tell you to just to just to hang in there, man. Hey, look, the guy has coached one game, and people are already flying off the handle. It's it's gonna be okay. Coach Kelly is going to recruit. Coach Kelly is a damn good football coach. All right, he went ninety two and thirty nine at Notre Dame. He took Notre Dame to the college football playoffs, to the BCS National Championship game. It's going to be okay, people. Stop flying off the handle. Stop flying off the handle. This man can coach, okay? He can coach football. One thing about the game the other night, you could tell LSU was a step behind. What did I tell you when I told you they were going 6-6? Six and six? Their offensive line is going to struggle? It did. Jaden Daniels was running around the first three quarters uh, trying to be superhero and uh, just taking off and running, scrambling, trying to do a one-man show. Right? He settled down in the fourth quarter. He started sitting in the pocket. He started delivering good balls. He looked like a quarterback in that fourth quarter. He looked like a quarterback. He led you on a 99-yard drive to to almost tie the game up. But, man, Kayshawn Boutte, where's the effort, dog? I, I mentioned this yesterday with DG. Well, look, if you don't want to be there, just, just get out. Just bounce. And like I said to DG yesterday, is I hate saying that about a kid, but, man, uh, your teammates are in the trenches, and, and they're battling, and you're out here just acting like you don't give two shits. And Jaden Daniels put a dart across his face in the end zone, and he never once turned his head. He never acted like he wanted to be there. And that's frustrating to me because the dude's a freaking baller. Right? He's one of the best wide receivers in this country. But there's problems in this LSU locker room, okay? I I, I just th- there's there there could just be a problem with him or something. But you could see the team is, is, and you could see Brian Kelly after halftime, the the response and everything. It just didn't look good. It was a bad showing in front of the entire country. It really was. It was bad from top to bottom. It was really really bad. Something looked off there Sunday night, but as far as you getting in on social media and saying that Brian Kelly's a disaster and we knew that we shouldn't have hired him and you know yada 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 whatever you want to say about the man, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. Rome wasn't built in a day. Sunday night was a disaster, but the, but look, patience is a virtue. I I I. I put that on Matt Moscano's TikTok earlier. I said, "Look, you're not going to get to the point where you want to be this year. You're not going to get to 8-9 wins this year. You're not. It's just not going to happen. The SEC is too difficult. You have Alabama, <laughs> Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Auburn, you know, it's just Texas A&M. It's just too difficult this year. You're not going to get there. You're not going to get where you want to be this year." I know a lot of people. I had Preston Guy on the podcast, and he was saying nine wins would be a great season for LSU this year. Guess what? You're not getting there. But hold your freaking horses, man! All right, hold your horses. And and I see a lot of people say, "Well, Brian Kelly, his, um, you know, his personality doesn't fit in Baton Rouge." Okay, well. He comes off as a hard ass. Look at him in the press conference yesterday. Okay, well, he said the, the, the lady was late to the press conference. She said, well, maybe if you actually win a game, I would be early. I would be on time. And he said, well, you owe me $10, Alright, People thought he wasn't very likable. Well, guess what? I also know a guy who was hired in 2000 at LSU who also wasn't very likable, who also LSU fans didn't want as their first choice. There were other names that they wanted. No, they did not want Nick Saban first. They wanted other people. But guess who they got? They got Nick Saban, and he wasn't a likable guy. Okay, he wasn't a likable guy. He was a hard ass and he still is a hard ass. But guess what? He fucking wins. Okay, because he has a standard. And he has created something that can never be touched again. And I see Brian Kelly coming off as, hey, I'm trying to create the same standard. I'm trying to create the same standard in this program. And you might see me as a hard-ass, but damn it, we're going to get shit done. And that's how I feel about Brian Kelly. Look, it was a disaster Sunday night. There was a few bright spots. There was a few bright spots. Your defense played pretty well for for the times that they were, uh, you know, put in bad spots by special teams and you know, uh, punt return team muffing two punts. Uh, your your defense kind of you know they took a stand. There was there was uh, some great play from from your linebackers and your your D line, and uh, they 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 played well. That was one bright spot that I did take away from Sunday night with with LSU. Uh, your offensive line just is desperate. They need help. Uh, it's going to be a long year on the offensive line, and we know that uh, ever since the Joe Burrow year. It's been tough for LSU on the offensive line. They've struggled. It was the same, same shit last year. Uh, really struggled. Max Johnson had no protection, no time to throw. So, look, man, there were some bright spots, okay? There were some bright spots, and, and that's what I'm going to take away from it. Jaden Daniels, late in the late in the game, uh, around the fourth quarter mark, he really stepped up. He showed the potential uh, in your defense. Your defense was put in bad situations and – they they played well, especially late. They played well, especially late. So look, man, just give Brian Kelly time. Ease up in Baton Rouge. You gotta ease up. I know everybody wants to win right on time because that's been the Sabin way. All right, it took Sabin a year. 07 they they sucked. They lost to Louisiana Monroe. We all remember it twenty one to fourteen in Bryant Denny Stadium. And then the next year they're playing Florida in the SEC Championship. We know you want to win right away, but sometimes it doesn't happen like that. You gotta give a man time. And I'm telling you, if you give Brian Kelly time, he will deliver. Right? He he will have LSU in Atlanta, Georgia for an SEC championship game. Okay? Just just trust me, man. Brian Kelly is one of the greatest coaches in college football. Give him time, people. Rome wasn't built in a day, and patience is a virtue. So, with that being said, I'm going to move over here to the AP poll. That's my spill on LSU. Take it for what you want. I'm going to hop over here to the AP poll, and I'm going to give you my five teams, man. I'm going to give you my five teams that I thought really showed out uh, this weekend. And, you know, I might have a couple in here that you disagree with, but – I'm gonna give you my reasons why I think that they are where they are at. Here are um, my top five teams, man. I, you know, of course, I have Alabama at one. They dismantled Utah State; wasn't even close. Uh, Bryce Young's Bryce Young. We see the new receivers. You know, you got guys like TreShaun Holden, Jermaine Burton. Uh, and then you got in the backfield, man. You got a you got a monster backfield. I mean. <laughs> You got dudes, man. You got dudes. We know what the defense is about. Uh, Alabama's going to be there at the end. We all know that. So we're not going to spend much time on Alabama. Bryce Young looked like he could be a two time Heisman back to back guy. Uh, And then look, Georgia at number two. Okay, and the reason I, I put Georgia at two is because look I know Oregon's overrated and we're all gonna sit here and say well they play in the Pac twelve they're overrated but look Oregon has been the staple of the Pac twelve for the past decade right uh, they've played in a national championship game they've played in two national championship games um, and so we know that they're the they're the the creme de la creme of the Pac twelve the past decade. So, uh, that's what we base it off of, you know. And I know they have a first-year coach in Dan Lanning. He come from Georgia. And, you know, they had Bo Nix at quarterback and everything, you know. Look, I'm not going to get into the Bo Nix thing. Everybody knows how I feel about Bo Nix, all right. He went to Georgia – he went to Oregon, excuse me. And, look, he's at Oregon now. He's at Oregon. He's not Auburn's problem anymore. Good for Bo Nix, okay. But – Oregon had its question marks. All right. We all know that. But they were still preseason number eleven and they're still a power five they're still a power five team, man, that that has been ranked nationally for many, many years. All right. So a lot of people are acting like this was just some pushover and oh they're playing Oregon. No, man. They went in and dismantled Oregon. It wasn't even close. It was like men playing against little kids, all right we saw we saw Georgia lining up in and freaking fourteen personnel all right we saw them four tight end sets, okay they're deep, they're deep, McConkie, out at wide receiver they're good a d they're good Th- their offense might be better than it was last year their defense they just reloaded dog they reloaded they might be faster this year they're insane i love georgia i think i think it's alabama and georgia again man just just set it up just set it up in the sec championship it's going to be fun i can't wait Uh, alabama's offense against that georgia defense and then we have a new and improved georgia offense uh, looking to go against this Alabama defense. That game could be freaking legendary, you know. Um, but, man, uh, Ohio State. One thing I want to point out with Ohio State, and this is why I have them at three, okay. I have Ohio State at three because the way they won the football game, okay. I know they fail from two to three, but the way they won the football game wasn't the way anybody thought Ohio State was going to win this game. All right, when we previewed this Ohio State Notre Dame game, Ohio State, we, we thought they were going to come out here and throw for six hundred yards. We said there's no way that Notre Dame's secondary stays with this receiving core. Uh, CJ Stroud is going to be you know just right on the money. You know he's going to come out week one, dice them up, showing why he's show everybody why he's the Heisman Trophy winner. And it it didn't happen like that. All right, Ohio State got punched in the mouth. Notre Dame come out; they were ready. They're well coached by Marcus Freeman, first year guy. His real first head coaching gig, uh, first head coach appearance uh, in the regular season, uh, and and you know he he didn't disappoint. You know, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you got to be happy. You got to be excited, even though you lost. You got to be damn excited. All right, but. This Ohio State defense was the telltale story to me. And this is why I love Ohio State this year. And everybody's saying, oh, well, they're overrated. Ohio State sucks. They didn't do what we thought they would do to Notre Dame. False. Get it out of here, okay? I don't want to hear about it. It's trash. That's a lazy take. All right? It's a lazy, lazy take. Ohio State's defense, their D-line did not get pushed around. All right? They didn't, get, they didn't get moved off the football like they did last year. Oregon come into their house last year in the horseshoe and move them off the ball. They were averaging four, five, six yards a carry last year on Ohio State. That didn't happen this year. Jim Knowles, all right, he come over from Oklahoma State. It looked completely different. It looked completely different. Ohio State won a football game with their defense. They won a football game with their defense. Now, I know Notre Dame's not a high-powered offense. They got the freshman, Buckner, at quarterback. But still, they controlled the line of scrimmage, man. Ohio State. And that's been rare to say. Usually we know Ohio State to beat people with their offense. And I was really, really impressed that they they took a stand on defense and Jim Knowles had the kids ready to play. That spoke volumes to me. So I was excited to see that. I really was. Uh, And then, you know, the AP poll they have Michigan at four, but I actually have Clemson at four, okay? And this is where I know a lot of people would say, oh, well, Clemson's overrated. Uh, they, they struggled with the Georgia Tech team and everything. But I'm going to tell you why I have Clemson at four, and that is because I'm a Cade Klubnick believer, okay? And DG actually made the prediction on, on a previous episode back in the in the offseason that Cade Klubnick would be the starter at Clemson around week three or four Going into this season. And, folks, let me tell you something. DJ Ungalalele, he just doesn't have it. All right? He doesn't have it for Clemson to be a national championship team. All right? I don't think he has it for Clemson to be a playoff team. But Cade Klubnick does. Okay? And, DJ, man, look, I know they won 41 10 over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is not a good football team. But when you watch DJ, man, he seems timid back there. He seems scared, happy feet. I know a lot of people the other night were saying that he was just a thicker Bo Nix, a less athletic Bo Nix. He seems timid back there. Uh, his eyes just, uh, they seem to follow the rush a little bit. Uh, he, he seems, you know, very happy feet. And uh, he just, he panics at times to me. He panics. And, and, you know, there was one bright spot with the play in the third quarter, um where uh, he he did the little pitch. It was a third down play. They were driving, and uh, and he he felt the rush, and he turned around, and he pitched it to the running back, and uh, he picked up a big gain and everything, and they ended up scoring. He looked pretty good that drive, and, and he threw some good balls the other night. He threw some good balls, and his receivers have to get better. They have to bring some of those in, but when I base it off of a college football playoff team, with DJ at quarterback, man, it's just not there for me. D- D- Clemson can't waste this defense. They can't waste this D-line. They can't waste these linebackers, okay? This is probably one of the better defenses that Dabo's had. You know, we know the national championship teams and, and all that, and, and then the the Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence days, but this defense right here is absolutely nasty, and you can't waste this defense with a lackluster offensive Performance every week with DJ at quarterback. You have to put Cade Klubnik in. It's time, okay? I've seen enough. It's time because when you when you go to to play NC State and you got DJ at quarterback, you're in trouble, right? When you get in an ACC championship game with DJ at quarterback, you're in trouble. If you do somehow make it to the playoffs with DJ at quarterback, you're in trouble. It's Cade Klubnik time. Look at the last drive. Look at the last drive for Clemson. It was smooth. It was methodical. It, 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 it was just really, really perfect. It was perfect. It was. I, I just, Cade, he has the pocket presence. It, it was, uh, when he felt the rush, he just rolled to his right, delivered a nice ball. It, it, it was just everything you could ask for, man. And, and he's got the tools. He's, he's the guy in Clemson. And that's the reason I have them at number four. And a lot of people want to argue that, but I like Clemson with Clubnik. With Clubnik at QB, they're a top four team in the country. And then at five, man, this is my next thing, all right? My next team is Michigan at five. I I flopped them in the AP poll. They have Michigan at four. I have Michigan at five, and I'm keeping Michigan at five until they put damn J.J. McCarthy in as a starting quarterback. You saw it Saturday, man, against Colorado State. Cade McNamara does not have it. You saw it last year in the playoffs against Georgia. He got dismantled. All right? He's not the guy. Put JJ in. He gives you an extra threat in the running game. All right? He's a playmaker. He delivered a couple nice balls the other day. I know it was Colorado State, but still, man, JJ McCarthy gives you an extra playmaker on that offense. And he can make things happen with his legs. And when Michigan gets up against the Georgia and Alabama, you're going to have to have a guy like J.J. McCarthy back there to beat an SEC powerhouse. You're going to. Because Cade McNamara is not going to do it. And you saw it. Go back last year and watch the Georgia film. I think Michigan's got a damn good team this year. I, I, we were so caught up on Ohio State just walking through the Big Ten. Hey, have fun beating that Michigan team if J.J. McCarthy's the starting quarterback. I really, really like Michigan this year. Their defense, like I said, I know it was Colorado State, but uh, they they looked really, really good in my opinion. So I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen week two. I know, I know Harbaugh said that Cade was going to start week 1 and then J.J. was going to start week 2 in Hawaii but I think this could possibly be J.J.'s calling right here. If he goes out against Hawaii and he just absolutely shoves then I think it's J.J.'s job and you know, I know you. You have another game. I think they play Connecticut or something like that, week three, and then week four they have Maryland. I'm pretty sure is their Big Ten opener. So you really have another week also to get things really fine tuned and uh, and to figure out this quarterback competition. But in my eyes, man, it's it's 100% JJ McCarthy. So I think Michigan needs to make that move, and if they do, they will be battling it out with Ohio State uh, right there in the game to end the season. I think that could be one for the ages right there. So, with that being said, I'm going to give you my one team right after this, man, that I just – I'm not a believer in, and that is Texas A&M. I'm just – I'm not – I don't think – I don't think that Haynes King is the guy. I watched that first half Saturday, and I was wondering, hey, when is Max Johnson going to get his call? Haynes King – his accuracy was off it was a struggle bus it was a struggle bus he didn't know when to take off and run he didn't know when to sit in the pocket he left the pocket early it was just a struggle a struggle in that first half he looked i mean he looked like he was just the stage was too big for him and i know he come off injury and it's been a year since he played football i get that i get it uh, he had to get his feet wet because he came out in the second half and he played really well. He played really well in the second half. Um, and, and they expanded their lead, but they have a tricky one. They have a tricky one coming up here this week. They got Appalachian State, and we know we know what App State is all about. All right. Bryce, their quarterback, he's gonna sling it around the yard. All right. Chase Bryce can sling it. He can throw the he can throw the rock. All right. We saw what they did with North Carolina. Back and forth, man. That was a hell of a game. We know what they're gonna do. They're gonna test this AM defense. Can A and M's defensive line put the, put enough pressure on him? Um, I, I think Texas AM eventually wins the game, but listen to the stretch that Texas A and M has, man. Texas A M has App State at home this week, Miami at home next week. I think Texas A and M could lose that game. All right, I'm a big Tyler Van Dyke guy. Uh, I really like Miami this year. I think Texas A&M could fall into a trap there. Then they have Arkansas in Jerry World. Then they go to Mississippi State, to Alabama, to South Carolina, Ole Miss at home, Florida at home, at Auburn, UMass, and then LSU. Ugh, ugh, have fun. Brutal. That is brutal. You hear me? That is Brutal. And that's why I don't like them there. And now, look, if you go on that run, and, and you know, I don't see them coming out alive. But if you do, obviously, you know, you've earned it. But them at six, man, I just, I'm not a fan of Texas AM at six. You didn't show me a whole lot against Sam Houston State and FCS Power. But uh, I, I didn't like the performance of Haynes King. I think A. Chain is the guy. Your bread and butter is to run the football at Texas A&M. Uh, and is that the recipe to take down the SEC West monster, Alabama? Uh, it's going to be difficult to do. So uh, I think October eighth for Texas A&M is going to be a bad, bad day. I think Alabama and Nick Saban is going to beat the absolute shit out of them, and I don't think they're going to hold up for everything that happened in the off season. So not a fan of Texas A&M there at six. That was my one that I just I can't get down with. So. Uh guys, with that being said, uh, that is my thoughts. That is my top five teams. That is the one team that I just do not agree with. Uh, and my thoughts on LSU, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope I keep bringing you good to- uh, content, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. So, I'm going to wrap this one up with a war damn eagle, and we will see you all tomorrow night. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready.